Yeah, it's called talking. <laughs> it's called an intro, where there's banter and then the song plays over it, etc., etc. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Once again, Will's fitness interferes with the production of this beloved show. I hope our audience writes you some strongly worded letters that you need to find other times. Of pride in my to get your fitness physical in. journey. Yeah. I mean, we're coming up on the, the one-year anniversary of my fitness journey. That is true. No one thought you would stick with it. And here we are. You're welcome. You're victorious. Except I don't do the stair machine. Fuck that shit. <clears throat> I don't think Rocky would do a stair machine either. You know what I mean? I don't think he went to inside of gyms unless he was fighting someone. I guess, yeah. I think he was working out outside. You know, in Rocky right. Four, he works out in the cold and he lifts logs. What's he doing also? Punching punch meat? Yeah, I think he was punching I punch meat, meat, but that's a little different story. Hey, oh, um, welcome to the podcast, everyone. <laughs> this is Green and Lewis. See, for... you need me to work out so I have energy when you're low energy. That's very true. You know what? You're right. It, if you... I would have come in here, I would have been like, oh, I had Chipotle today. I'm a little tired. I got to go like poop for four hours. You know, like it's not I don't Oof. have time for that. Oh, man, you need Chipotle away. I just watched the iconic South Park yeah, episode. You're on, South, you're on your South Park journey. Okay, Dead yeah. celebrities. Billy Mays here with Chipotle away. Are you tired of all the blood stains in your underwear? Oh, boy. <laughs> wow. Um, oh, man. There's so many classics in season 13. Butter's bottom, bitch. Wendy, you ready to make some motherfucking money? No, nah, I got nothing for when you. When Butters is a pimp? You don't remember that one? No. Oh, my no. God. That's maybe the funniest episode I remember episode the episode title because I was time. like, what? What? It's pretty funny, man. It's really good. Doesn't he go to a, a player's convention? He does. He goes to a pimp convention. Okay, now I'm remembering. Okay. Yeah. I remember this because he has a hat. They're all like, you know what I'm saying? He's like, I do understand what you're saying. You don't <laughs> have to keep saying that. I mean... The B plot is the cop that goes deep undercover and keeps having sex as a prostitute. Before he conducts the sting, it's pretty great. This is now a South Park South Park yeah. recap episode. I feel like the amount of like you know, we're the amount of like you know anti drag legislation and like the rise of it's okay for the straights to say fag again. I'm like that 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 that, that. we said it was ironically it's okay. Wow, but and it was for us first. You're getting super political right off the bat, huh? You know, I just keep see- seeing um the same usual suspects like rage posting about this, but I have no. not read a single word of oh, this I'm controversy. Anything, no. It's culture war. I don't care. It's dumb. That's what I've decided. But it is like a little stupid. I'm like, okay, so all you have to do is get a new cabaret license. Okay, that seems not that hard, but you know, um. Yeah, it just would, it it sounds know. like a South Park episode. Like it someone does. would go in as a dra- a new drag queen and they're like, "Freeze!" Yeah, exactly. Stop her, my mom will shoot. And it's just like, girl, you were sucking dick in the bathroom. Shut up. I would not be surprised if they reprise the uh, chief of police of South Park in his role as an undercover drag queen, doing exactly oh, the B plot from Butter's Bottom Bitch. Yeah. In this context, it would play. Just as well today as yeah, it Butters did Drag Race. 15 years ago. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Okay. You know? We're kind of in that same thing where it's totally. like, you know, it was like, that was the more scary time. Yeah. You know, the 90s of like, well, I you think know, stuff being bad. I think people culturally. were just a lot more lighthearted about it. Like, South Park was always popular because the culture wars back then, people knew that's what it was and that it was silly. You know? <sighs> Political engagement was a little more down home where you were like, yeah, I think it's bad that we bomb the middle east to, to smithereens yeah you know people were more upset about george w bush on those grounds right not on his like weird like fake conservative evangelicalism yeah you know what i mean everyone he was like was... we know he's from connecticut 
we love it when he says watch this drive but I we're mean, not so interested in the drag stuff or the stem cell research or whatever the topic he was of the like day abortions was. i don't really care yeah, no one gave a shit i paid for about six of them there was much more of a cultural consensus post 9 11. Yeah. I That's mean, what we need. We that, need we need the Arab boys to get a little no, uppity I, again and unify it's us. It's mostly just like what ended up, ha- I think what ended up happening is like, so in the 90s and the two th- or 2000s, whatever, 2000s, not 90s. Uh-huh. You know, um, it was like, you know, the nefariousness you have Dick Cheney, like, you know, it was like kind of classic supervillain of like Dr. Claw. <laughs> I have the bunker inside the White House. You go on Air Force One. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. You know, like that kind of shit. Like it was deeply devious for like, you know, clear reasons. Right. For what was, not Enron. What's the what's the Halliburton reasons? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Like for a, the same reasons that it still is, I think it just confuses people that now right. it's the Democrats too, and so you know what I mean. You yeah, can't I pick know. your it team was, so yeah. clearly, even though it always was back then. You know, Cheney was like... I don't know. We have... There's a lot of, like, complete morons on each side who are, like, they just seem like a fluke elected them. Like, they just got enough because everyone's dumber. So they're like, I'm the I'm the smartest dumb in in the in the pile. I can manipulate the dumbs. Yeah, and it's like okay, well that's that's America. It's not that hard. But Jesus, I know. Like they don't really have, you know, the Koch brothers pulling the strings on the level that like the well Bush, they might. The Bush but era there's was just like, not a lot of talent left in the tank politically. Yeah, you know what rough, I mean. Yeah. Donald Trump's the best they have, and you know, he he's only got one more go around. Nikki Haley's a little. That, devious that, it's hilarious that like anybody is running on that side of the spectrum at all no, I don't like what do you what are you what are you doing over there anyways who Whatever. cares yeah. who fucking cares i'm not voting in the next election neither should you unless maybe marianne williamson it somehow outfoxes biden i find that unlikely but i would vote for orb queen this time orb queen yeah i feel bad for trashing her because my my mom and jordan out out west you have a t-shirt how could you trash her i know i have her t-shirt and i liked her somewhat but i you need I to was... cut it into a muscle shirt i think that'd be fun it would be even gayer than it already is. I know. If I did that. That's, I know. You got to up the camp. It's a rainbow Marianne shirt. That would be pretty extreme. But maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Anyway. Yeah, they like kind of earnestly supported her, you know? Oh. They were just like, we yeah. like her message of love. And like th- these mm. days I've come around to that. I'm like, you know what? I like I like talking in more abstract terms. You know? The materialism didn't quite make it through mm. the presidential politics. So mm-hmm. why not? Let's get some aspirational ideals in there. You want to get it's some... either that or the funny guy. I'm sorry. Like, you, you want the woo situation? Yeah. Why not? You're running out. You're voting the woo ticket down. I think it's a good idea, and mm-hmm. I think a lot. You know, and I think a lot of like Americans that are tired of the culture war. You know, a message of love will resonate with. I them. think. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I think you just have to kind of like if they're going for like the banjo, the banjo twiddlers for like, you know, the king of the dumbs. There's a lot of king of the, there's a lot of dumb in, on the on the on your blue side of the aisle there that you know you just have to be like everybody say love. And they'll be like, yes! No, it's like, Fucking you morons. know, it's it, this is an overused analogy, but it is like professional wrestling. And yeah, if yeah. Donald Trump's going to be the perpetual heel, mm. you need a good guy on the other side. It doesn't work for Joe Biden to, in his demented way... He can't like, keep it for shit. ...also act like a tough guy. Yeah, no. He, like, can barely eat an ice cream cone. He's falling down all the time. He's crapping himself, allegedly. Well, he did you, fall off you that can't, bicycle on camera. You can't be, like, the hardcore, you know heel that everybody roots for yeah joe biden's not the fucking rock he's not john cena john cena should run for president honestly yeah would vote for him yeah he seems level-headed and apparently very nice is that true yeah i think people don't like him because he learned to speak chinese and then he went on tv and like apologized to them 
Did you for, know this? For what? There's like videos out there of John Cena speaking Mandarin for something he said that was like anti-CCP. Oh. And then he had to like learn Mandarin and record an apology to them personally. It was a really weird act of like feudal Choices. corporate fealty yeah. that I, it makes everyone uncomfortable. Well, that's not the kind of kayfabe people like, you know. That's You're breaking fun. too yeah. many fourth walls there. Yeah, we like fun. it a little bit, but yeah, that's no fun. Mm. We don't like to. He apologize. bounced back pretty fast. Did that? Uh, what call it? That movie with the people. I mean, you know, when they took your danger, gerb, danger you squad or whatever. Yeah, Suicide Squad. Bounced back. with Oh, that. that's right. Yeah, he does like goofy shit now. And then so. he was like, "I'm doing Wipeout." Yeah. And you're like, what? Well, they're all theater kids at the end of the day. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. The Rock ends up being goofy. He ends up being goofy. You start out in Fast and the Furious movies, and you seem sort of hardcore still. Oh, The Rock is going through his uh, Anne Hathaway moment right now. What does that mean? No one likes him. Really? You know what? I have noticed the, the cultural tides turning a little mm-hmm. bit against The Rock. People were talking about that him being got, on steroids. and the, like The ego got a little too big pushing that Black Adam bullshit. Yeah, no one likes and that. No one like that. Yeah. Once you piss off the nerds, the DC nerds. Yeah, you know what? You're actually. That's and you know true. what? Honestly, they're like wives and girlfriends. Like, I don't fucking. I don't want to hear about this goddamn man anymore. I hate The Rock too. Yeah. He's taking up so much, you know, air space in my home. Those are the dark nerds. Those are the jokers. The DC nerds. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't want, you don't want you to fuck with them. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Man. They're the ones doing like the, the dances on the stairs of bullshit. They're the ones with the guns. Oof. Yeah, that's true. They're not Disney. They're not Disney Plus, and you know they're not stumbling upon a baby Yoda and going cute. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I think people are tired of that shit too. Interestingly enough, mm. I think everybody's kind of just turned off by everything right now. Well, we talked about this before. Yeah, we've talked about it at, at nauseum. It's the '70s again, guys. Welcome. Isn't it fun, kind of? I don't know. Eh. I'm having fun with it. I'm having fun if only because like I like it, the cultural malaise. It's a little weird to like be out on a Saturday night and. Manhattan and like the streets are empty at ten o'clock. Yeah, I was like, eh, what? Wasn't there like a big fucking failing New York Times article about how everything closes at nine yeah, now it sucks and New York's dick. losing its identity? I what was the? I what, think we talked about it actually. What was the bar that's on Twenty Third that used to be King and something? The Half King. Yeah, Half King. Yeah. So whatever its new incarnation is was empty on a Saturday. Oh boy! Yeah, Granted, that's... it rebranded as like an Irish bar, and I'm like, ooh. Read yeah, the, it was sort of a room. sports bar the last I saw it. It was always kind of a sports bar. Yeah, but I mean, in the sense that there's like lots of TVs now, and like same amount drunk of TVs. people after the office. It looks like Paragon. Oh, yeah, it's bad. Um, yeah. For the Cleveland heads in the audience, uh, Paragon is a Euclid bar. <laughs> as I hack into the microphone. Yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Um. With the worst martini I've ever had in my entire goddamn life, but goddamn it, it was cold, so it didn't matter. Um, yeah, I was like, "What?" And three drinks were forty-eight dollars, and I went, "What?" Oh, wait, what? are you talking about a Paragon or at the new place? The new, the new Half King. New Half King. You went there? You actually went in there? Well, the City Winery is like three blocks or five blocks away, and oh, I was I like, see. "I don't know." We, we could like every wine bar was packed with people, and I was like, "We just need to get go in somewhere and get out," you know. Yeah, sure. I mean, I have nothing against a really, like, normie bar anyways. It's yeah. not going to bother me. But, yeah, that's too expensive. That's no good. I was like, two martinis and a Prosecco is $48. Mm-hmm. Suck every dick. Well, you know. Ugh. Anyway. Um, but, no, it's it's a little, but it's kind of fun because you're like, ooh, what do you want to do? Anything because there's no one out. I don't know. Is that really true? I, no. I haven't been out enough to know, I guess. Granted, like. 
at 1 a.m. in Brooklyn, it's litty titty everywhere. I know. Are you just older now? I think so. I think that's I think that's coinciding with uh, a, a real phenomenon. But I don't really go out at one in the morning. Of metropolitan decline is also aging out of this entire oh. like vibe. Yeah, but I feel like you know if 8:30 is when it's peak. It used to be like 8.30 would be like mild peak and then 10.30 is like when it people are out, you know? Yeah. And now it's like, eh, they're going they're going home. They're getting tight tie Yeah, it's true. And it's I'm like, true. woo, it's 1 a.m., let's go! Well, you gotta, you gotta head up to the secret gay bar or whatever where all the elders hang out and try to groom young men. No, I, well, I tried to go to a, a bar and they t- want to charge us $20 at 1 in the morning. And I said, we just want to sit at the bar. Oh, they tried to charge you a cover just to sit at a bar? Yeah, I said, no, we're not doing this. Oh, yeah, that sounds no fun. No. That's no good. Do you want to talk about the Nicole Byer show? I don't know. It was it's fun. up to you. Yeah. Go go see shows. I th- I'm finding in my advanced age, I'm like, I should spend the $30 to go have a night out. You know? It's an activity. You have a drink or a meal before. You have your activity. And then you can choose your own adventure on the rest of the night. You know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It seems nice. And in general, like, you know, mid-level comedians are not expensive to go see. It's almost always like worth it. Like 30 bucks. Yeah. Like you know, the drinks cheap. there are going to be expensive and stuff, but whatever. You don't go out to the bar so much anymore. I was thinking about this the other day. It's a very mm. obvious point. But I, I was like, I feel like I so easily save money now. Mm. But it's just because in the past I was going to a bar and spending $100 like five nights a week. Oh, uh, well... And it just doesn't happen that way anymore, which I like. So then when you want to spend $300 once a month, you're like, who cares? Oh. It rules. So you go and do a nice thing that like takes a little bit of planning, which I also appreciate because I always want to get ahead of things. I don't like doing things off schedule anymore. This is my old man just like coming out really hard. I'm like, no, I, you know what? what I need off schedule. What? I need 72 hours notice for everything. And if I have yeah. a month notice, if I know like later in the beginning of april i have something to do that makes me very happy to know oh, uh, i don't want to know two days before i, like I want to know i like a, a week out time i like a week out yeah I'm like oh is the is, is the week is everything planned for the week do i need to be on on a notice for anything great no okay yes perfect mm-hmm. um but also it's kind of fun to be like well, good to use something great i mean i guess if you have something spontaneous to do but i don't care about spontaneity i don't want it I don't, I don't want it in my all life. Go, all Gabar tabs are like $35, so I'm like, this is great. Nice. That's awesome. Why just don't make I tell fri- you... Just make friends with bartenders, and it's oh, fine. Oh, God. The idea of doing that anymore... You go to places with like dumb, dumb lady bartenders, and that I will not do. Yeah. I also just don't want to make friends with a bartender. When bartenders try to talk to me, it's annoying. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. For example, a couple weeks ago, I was out with Praz... Mm-hmm. just he and I, and we were having an interesting conversation about the UFO phenomenon when that was prominent. Remember oh, yeah. that? That kind of disappeared. Mm-hmm. Um, we called that, though. But Well, yeah. But, you know, we were talking about it in a way that I th- found compelling, but it was a private conversation. And then, of mm-hmm. course, the bartender who's bored to tears wants to interject with his, like, just completely air-headed take on whatever. Like, well, what about... If this is like, this planet's like a zoo and the aliens are just watching us, how would we even know? And I'm like, guy. That, that's a South Park episode. That is, yeah, that, that is, is actually a South Park That is episode. not what we're talking about. And I, But I want to be nice to him. So how do you like dismiss somebody from your conversation without being rude? Especially because they need to continue to serve you uh, with efficiency for the rest but of the night. But they should also be, if they're interrupting and joining conversation, a round should be on them. 
Well, yeah, I don't know. I just don't 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 talk to me. That isn't. I don't care. I think some people think that's the bartender's job, including the bartenders themselves. I don't think that's your job. I think your job is to give me a drink and go away. But eh, also, like, you know, I've also just it's never their been living a, room. You know, I know, but I've never been like a bar fly type. I'm not the type of person that has a stool that's like a regular at places. If I'm a regular at places, it's because I'm there with people. Oh. There's a lot of people, especially in New York, that just go to bars by themselves and just like hang out. They, you know, it's kind of nice. They need a public space to just like not be with their roommates or whatever. But I don't need that. I there, don't want it. There, I mean, I would much rather annoy talk to you. Yeah, that's so much fun. Than for deal me with sometimes. the bartender. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to go. Uh huh. Tell me about it. Okay, great. <laughs> oh, what you were talking? I'm so sorry. I was in my corner. Um, I mean, it's kind of nice though to be like. I, I mean, I used to have that when I w- would work downtown and be like, hey, how's it going? Like, hey, like, thank you. Beer me. I'm like, great. It's cheap today. I'm like, thank you. Sure. Having that kind of head nod rapport and maybe a slight catch up is not that big of a deal. But I don't want to really like get into it. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm. I like to choose the conversations that I have. Well, not always an option. Sometimes, you know, you got to you got to shoot the shit. Yeah, you know? much like this podcast, sometimes you just have to go off the top of your head and say whatever comes into it no matter what because silences are death. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um we should get that AIDS poster. Silence equals death as when we put this podcast on YouTube, you know how like that's Joe the Rogan background. has like a neon or like people we're have doing, an American we're flag. We're doing that. We'll have silence equals death in the background. <sighs> and people will think it was because of you, but actually it was because of me. That's worse somehow. <laughs> That's somehow so much worse. Um, good God. Yeah, I don't know. I Yeah, I don't know. Go to a show. I mean, I, I was kind of like, you know, an event, a little light event. Sure. So easy. So yeah, easy. So easy to be young. It's great. I don't know. I was surrounded by like, you know, yeah, what people was the... older than me. And I was like, Really? Great. The crowd at Nicole Byer is older? A lot of old lesbians. That I could see. And then like couples where like the wife clearly brought the husband. Yes, definitely. A lot of that. Oh, boy. It's exactly the opposite of the comedy shows I go to. Yes, precisely. Yes. Right. And a lot of, you know, I hate to say it. Let's just say, you know, the Lizzo BMI is the standard at a lot of the tables. Absolutely. You need um, that positive reinforcement. Well, yeah. Or Ozempic. Well, that's the thing. One of the jokes was about Ozempic. She's like, I'm on it because I have what? Diabetes, actually. You know. Oh, boy. I have a feeling that's probably not true. Whatever you need to tell oh, that's yourself, sister, it's, that's fine. No, she was like. She was like, mm, guess who went from pre-diabetic to type two? Like, damn. She's like, I shat in the water in Bahamas. Oh, man. Hey, listen, I, I'm glad you had fun and everything. And I really, I, I'm trying to avoid shitting on your thing, but I am going to do it. Oh. That kind of, <laughs> that kind of like up talk thing that all girl and gay comedians do. Whether it's on podcasts or like in their act, I cannot stand it. But it it's is also not countered funny. with a very low thing. I know, but why do you need to oscillate your tone of voice like that? Just be funny. Because it's about work. Not, not everything is an act out. It's theater yeah. kid energy, and I don't like it. Well, if people were improv people first and then are doing stand-up, they're going to do that kind of like lilting. That's true, but that's what I mean. The improv people, just GTFO, man. Listen. I'm a purist. Stand-up first. I'm I'm zip-zap-zopping. I'm team zip-zaps, you know? It's just a little bit more like creative. They can spin a yarn. I kind of like that. I guess so, but anybody can spin a yarn. It's like you don't have to be a second away from putting tap shoes on, for Christ's sake. I mean, people can spin yarns, but are they good at it? 
Also, I just find the I just find the device of the the voice modulation sort of just manipulative somehow. Like it makes me feel like the audience is stupid. That you have to be. It's kind of like a laugh. Did track. we not just say that people are dumb? You have to be cued into the idea that this is funny because yeah. I'm doing a voice now, and it's like yep. it just could be funny instead. Sometimes it is. It yeah. could actually just be constructed well. Yeah, Josh Sharp did a whole like ten minutes on every time he got gay bashed, and it was very funny. Oh, interesting. Yeah, he's a dude guy. But yeah. he's gay. Yeah. Okay. I might check him out. I mean, yeah. Not he, in that way. Well. But, well. He's like Southern, though, so everything has an accent. Well, yeah, okay. But, you know, you run into him at the Exley like once a month, and you're like, hey, bud. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Happens. Yeah, no, I don't know. I, I, I'm i just thinking about that, because there's a prominent podcast that a lot of friends listen to that I tried to listen to, just out of, like, sympathy. What's it called? Uh, Celebrity Book Club. Steven's voices and I was like this I, I was like this is literally unlistenable I can't I can't even tolerate he's this very for, funny in written seconds. word but I cannot listen to his voice because who oh, baby oh boy yeah no also then someone also ripped that off as like a different celebrity book club thing what how do you even do that I don't know you just go to iHeartMedia instead of independent produ- production oh it's like uh how did this get made and whatever that other bad movie podcast you know what i'm saying like it's sure. just the same exact premise with different hosts different people oh, yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. yeah well that's fine you know pepsi and coke that's how things work yeah yeah, yeah. so one's an uptown drink one's a downtown drink you know that oh, kind of shit god mm-hmm. yeah get it out of here well we don't need it folks and we're the we're the citywide I guess so. <laughs> oh my god, I got kind of terrified today because I saw a Reddit post that was like, uh, "I'm an artist. I won't tell you in what field, but a few years ago something happened that I'll never forget." And the person went on to describe how a podcast with no listeners proceeded to dismantle their body of work for an hour, and how they wanted to punch the hosts in the face. Was it us? And I wasn't sure it wasn't. <laughs> I couldn't I could not be certain that it wasn't and I'm still not because this person didn't I got the sense through the comment thread the comments uh-huh. that they I think they were a musician oh. not a visual artist. Oh. I think I kind of sussed that out oh, but again I can't God. be certain. Who's going to shit on a musical artist for an hour? Same people that would shit on a visual artist for oh. an hour and I was like I don't know I'm sure we have an hour somewhere that's just taking not, down like Not just one person for an hour. That seems excessive. We do like yeah, that's tops, true. I don't know. think we have an hour in us. I'm not that hateful. I'm not. I'm also like not into like kicking dead horses or shooting dead horse. The horse is dead. You well, know. And you know what? To be to be frank, to criticize ourselves, I just don't think we're that insightful. It's hard enough to do an hour on something I like. Yeah. I don't think I have an hour. Uh, we're gonna to, do. To pick apart we're gonna anything. do an hour on fun stuff that we like. Yeah, sometimes we do. There's an hour and a half on Jasper Johns, if not more. Well, there's more. I think that episode was like two and a half hours long. Jesus Christ. Um, you know, like it's yeah, no one's gonna I don't have the I don't have the energy to shit on someone for an hour. Yeah, I just don't I just genuinely don't care that much. No. Usually usually things I don't like are beneath my contempt. Also, if you're bad, you know you're bad. I don't need to tell you. Yeah, and also I have a feeling we wouldn't have named a name anyways. Especially if it was somebody that was because this person described themselves as like somewhat successful successful through traditional channels but not like a household name and i was like so that's if it everyone was, in our world though, exactly so but if it matter. was somebody even like remotely related to us i wouldn't necessarily throw them under the bus maybe on the page yeah that's page but, but not on yeah. the main app mm. 
And if this is one Depends of on our how... very few paid subscribers posting on Red Scare Pod about how much they want to punch us in the face, that actually that's fine. Also, that if you crossover? subscribe, yeah, you want to do that. That's great. That's what you pay for. Have I already it. gave? I already had one black eye last month. Get knock the other one out. Let's. You go. had a black eye last month. Yeah. What are you talking about? So after Super Bowl, I fell down at some point. What? Slammed or or opened the door into my face and slammed my glasses into oh. this. But, uh, you know, I was very carefully taken care of and concealer was door dashed to our apartment. I was going to say, man, did I just not notice this or mm-hmm. did you just not reveal it? I was very good at concealing it. Wow. You put fucking concealer on your face? Well, I got one. and What then are it, you, it, gay? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, well, I got one and it was too powdery and too white. So I had to, you know, swatch oh, my no. wrist at work and found an exact match and was like, this is fucking great. And I was like, honestly, should I wear this every day? It hides the bags. Oh, Jesus. You look like fucking out of Barry Lyndon or something. What? The Kubrick movie about oh. the 18th century. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Well, yeah, the first you one. Yeah, like I was Marie like, Antoinette. That yeah. would be the reference. It, it looked like you. I just like smacked my face with powder and I was yeah. like, not that one. Um, <laughs> but I found my shade. It's one size rosy, rosy white. Wow. Because the Irish, the, the pink undertones. Yeah. Yeah. But it worked. That's great. No one knew. Good for you. But yeah, wow, that's pretty crazy. I saw another post on Reddit today that made me think of you in the anti-work subreddit. I don't even subscribe to that one, but Mm -hmm. it just comes up on my... Everything's algorithmically generated, of Mm -hmm. course. So on my home feed, I just get random shit. And this one was an exchange of an employee arguing with a manager about their schedule. And the initials, because it was a screenshot of of a text chain... You know, it's just this extended dialogue, very boring. And frankly, I was on the side of the manager, to be totally honest, Mm -hmm. knowing that this was definitely like a 17-year-old or something acting a fool. But the initials were LW. Oh. And I was like, what if somebody has him in his phone just with the names reversed or whatever? And I was like, "Mm, it could be. Hmm. I keep noticing these things and getting paranoid. Uh, The details were basically like the manager was like, hey, can you work Thursday? And the uh, recipient was like, no. And they were like, well, on the schedule, it says that you're available. So, oh, I've never sent that. Can you at least update the schedule if you're not available a certain day? And the person's like, I was off. Why do I need to update it to tell you what I'm doing? Yeah. And so the conversation went. I'm. I'm not that person. If I ask someone to work, I'm like, hi. Do you want to work? They're like, yeah. I'm like, and at that point, they're like, what's what shift? I'm like, I don't know. You pick. You're coming in. Oh, see, that's much that's much better, yeah. Or it's like, hey, my clothes are called out. Are you free? And they're like, I can come in at this time. I'm like, whenever you get here, I don't care. Thanks. Oh, or, yeah. or they say no, and I'm like, no worries. Have a great day. Yeah, I know. This was a real struggle session around nothing. And then eventually the employee got fired at the end of it, which I thought oh, was justified and fine. No, not really. Well, the, the uh, manager person was very careful. To they're going to be paying out that uh, unemployment. Well, the manager person was very careful to use language that did not confirm or deny any of their accusations. And when the person offered to put in their two weeks, they said, we accept your two weeks. In fact, you don't need to come in tomorrow. You are terminated. Oh, you never say that. You well, say, we accept your resignation. We'll pay you off. Don't worry about the rest of your shifts. Yeah. It's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's ways. Who knows? Legal. Um, I don't know. I see a lot of stuff on that subreddit that, frankly, like turns me uh, very conservative for a second where I'm like, man, small business owners really go through the ringer with really ungrateful people sometimes. And I'm not saying they like pay them well enough or whatever, no. but it's like, hey, if I ran a business that was like my fucking livelihood and some teenager was giving me guff about like something very simple, right. like showing up 
Well, I would not be happy about that, and I think that's very relatable. Yeah, I think I, there's nothing wrong with getting frustrated in a situation like that. My the only time I get frustrated is like I'm calling out, and I'm like, anyone, please, Papa, I cannot stay here all day. I cannot do twelve hours in this place. You have to let me live my life. Oh well, that was the other thing about this I post that that made me think it was you. the The only thing the manager said where I could tell there was palpable frustration was I've worked fourteen hours in the last two days to cover. Like, please, some someone, someone just, help yeah. me, and yeah. and you know, obviously, that's not reciprocated. So. Yeah, I I did that once. I was like, I will bribe anyone who com- who agrees to come in, anyone who comes in, and then someone's like, you don't have to bribe me. I'll just come in. I'm like, thank you, thank you, Golden Child. Come yeah, in. that's thank that's you. nice. And someone was like, so what's the bribe? I'm like, fuck you. I already found someone. Nice. Yeah. I shouldn't say that much, but honestly, yeah, you shouldn't. But that's okay. You we didn't it's vague say, enough. Yeah, but you know, we didn't say much. Oh, man, I got to run down my weekend with Ron with you because I had a really fucking accidental good time with the King bro. Ron. <laughs> yeah, I, I came home. and I was like, oh, I guess he. I, well, it you didn't, didn't occur to you, me till later you that didn't I, you tell didn't me. know where I was. Yeah, I yeah, just was yeah. like, oh, I guess he has a negative test. I'll, I'll see him on Sunday. OK, great. I was like, because I was like, I have shit to do all weekend. I don't really, whatever, dude, live your life. Yeah, no, no, no. So this is actually a good place to start because what, what happened was, was when I was sick with COVID, I was going back and forth with my dad because we've had uh, the looming specter of an e-check for my car. And uh, for the listener, what's an e-check? That's true, actually. I, I learned this In week... In the city, it's different. You have to go to a mechanic to, and they just do it. That this is like a state-by-state term. and that <laughs> It seems like e-check is actually only Ohio uses that anyway. I learned a lot of interesting things about e-check, but we'll get to that. An e-check is just your inspection, your state inspection for an environmental Exhaust. compliance. Yeah. And what they used to do for this back in the day before... They put a funnel on your pipe. Yeah, before cars were all electronic, they would just put a thing up your tailpipe and actually test the emissions. Sounds like a good time when you phrase it like that. That's right. You know a lot about that. Hopefully you're not checking emissions, really. That would not be fun. That's just an (sighs) unnecessary... You know, that's just an unfun byproduct of a hollering good time with the boys. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna get into that. Um, anyway, so that's what they used to do, but now it's this whole electronic thing, and so the e checks coming up. We know it's coming up, and like I have a busy April, especially, but I even have a busy end of March. My sister's coming. I'm just like fuck. I don't know what weekend I'm gonna do this, and I don't really want to take time off work. So after going through that whole rigmarole, Ron's like, "Hey, you know, you're not working because you have COVID, right?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Well, I don't care about COVID. Why don't you just come now?" And yeah. I was like, "You know what?" Great idea. Sounds good. Because I can't fucking do anything anyways. Right. So, yeah, why not? I don't care. Ron ain't scared of no COVID. I'll just drive. I don't care. I'm not doing anything tomorrow. So, I like, the night before, it was like, yeah, sure. All right, I'm coming. And so, I just left on Friday. And the the thing about the e-check was what used to work to fool the system, because I have a check engine light. That's another critical piece of information. I've mentioned it on here before. It's been on for two years. It doesn't go off. And if you have a check engine light, you automatically fail. It yeah. doesn't matter whether there's an actual problem with your emissions or not. Just the the light itself is failure. Yeah. So what used to work to scam the system was you could buy a simple machine that you plug into under your steering wheel and you just clear the codes. And you'd go get the e-check with the light off. You could clear the codes seconds before the check. Right. Take it and then you'd be in the clear. They have figured out that people do this right? probably years ago. I don't even know. Mm. But this doesn't work anymore. So we didn't really know that. My dad didn't know that. So I got all the way to Ohio 
We go to take the e-check. It's at a self-check station, by the way. We didn't mm-hmm. want to fuck with a station agent. Right. So there's limited areas where you can go after hours and just do it yourself. Oh. So we're like, we'll just go do it ourselves because we can reset the codes like in front of the machine and then do it. We do it, fail, don't understand why. Do it again, fail, don't understand why. Do it again, do a little internet research and realize like, oh, they're wise to this. You can't uh. use this as a method to pass. So what are we going to do? So we're trying to figure it out. But anyway, we go back home and I'm still like a little bit sick on Friday. Not bad, but like, you know, I'm just like, I'm recovering. I should just chill, chill, you know, and I'm in Ohio. There's, There's nothing no really going in Ron's on. house. That's exactly right. So Ron's wife is out of town at a winery with her girlfriends getting absolutely trashed. Apparently they rent a limo and stuff. It sounds kind of fun, but uh, chuggy to use a Zoomer word. Mm. Anyway, so that's what they're doing. Ron's all up by his lonesome. And we get back, and I think we're just going to like hang out, watch a movie or whatever, but he's collecting bourbon now. So Better than collecting guns, you know? Well, he's only got guns. one gun oh. right now. But, you know, gun collection's fun, too. I would have liked to go shooting. And you know nobody at the gun range cares about COVID, oh, so they don't we even... could have gone there. Mm, yeah, the, probably. The best thing to do is, you know, have a couple drinks and go to the range, but nope. we don't talk about that on the okay. podcast. Um, so anyway, Ron breaks out the bourbon and, you know, he's got like, he's got like 20 bottles of it probably. Can you describe the quality or not the quality, but the perceived rarity that you were explaining to me? Yeah. So the thing is, so the thing is for some reason now, whatever big alcohol is doing to market to the Midwest is really working because everyone there thinks of themselves as a bourbon aficionado. All my cousins are caught up in this. My dad is caught up in this. They all go on like trips to the Bourbon Trail down in Tennessee or in oh, Kentucky. Um, they seek out, you know, things with perceived rarity at liquor stores. They, you know, I've even been solicited by my cousin. Hey, there's rare bourbons in New York that I can't get here. If you will traffic these across straight state lines back to me, what fucking I will rare pay bourbon do we have? This is, by the way, an agent of the uh, DEA. They're not going to say what agency, but of the uh, federal government. Yeah advocating this Mm -hmm. so anyway the point being that the entire male population uh you know east of the mississippi but west of like harrisburg is in on this now for some reason it's because you know everyone deals with their crisis of masculinity and middle age in different ways well, the thing is, it's across the age spectrum. What I would more relate it to is like the trend towards homemade wine that was in the early 2000s or the craft uh, beer trend that was in the 2010s. Uh, right, right, it's right, now right, cycled right, right. to bourbon. Where it will cycle from here, I don't know. Fentanyl, probably. Well, Something like that. You know? Gotta learn how to cook. They can hook up with the gays and investigate rare research chemicals like GHB. Next thing you know, dads are going to be... You can't no, because you can't drink with that. You know, and they're not really good at timing. They're gonna get gay on the on the golf course. It's too open. There's yeah. not enough bushes. Um, <laughs> There's plenty of bushes. They're just not the kind you're thinking of. I mean, this episode sponsored by Manscape. <laughs> Manscaped with the past tense. Yeah, I'm sorry. We need to get the hedge trimmer 2.0 out here. Oh, God. Will, why don't you tell me about the Hedge Trimmer 2.0? Billy Mays here for the Hedge Trimmer 2.0. Apparently, it won't cut your balls. <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, apparently, what's, what the fuck is a ceramic blade? I'm like, it's still sharp. 
Ceramic blades are actually really sharp. I have that ceramic kitchen knife. Yeah, imagine it's, imagine that and you're just hacking away at your balls. That's pretty scary, honestly, because they are sharp. The thing is, they chip. They're brittle. They're very sharp, but they're very brittle. So it doesn't sound like you want that near your pack. No! You know what I'm saying? What the fuck? Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, I know what you are saying. Um, I mean, really, what they should do is just like, here's here's a, here's a dollar bick from 2014. Use it dry and go to town. I, I mean, it is podcast merch, man. It, that is essentially what it is. That's Dollar, they Sha- just, That's Dollar Shave Club. That's different. Yeah, yeah. They just attached like an electric toothbrush motor to it yeah, and charged you $55 for it. But they give you a, a piece of newsprint that you're supposed to stand over to collect your ball trimmings. Is that really true? Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. Does it have like folded edges uh-huh. so it catches it or something? Uh-huh. Oh, Wow. Dumb shit I've we got to get in on this scam. Should I send some like fake numbers to Manscaped? I would love to do these ads. Like, I mean, we just did one. I don't think true. I don't think they would like the fact that we're like, why the fuck would you put that? Hey, you know, hey, worst things are said about it. We should just send them an invoice. We should sh- try that out. Honestly. I mean, hey, we did a two minute read for you. Mm. So thanks, listeners. Anyways, <laughs> sorry, bourbon. Yeah. So bur- so all the guys are doing this thing now, <sighs> and my dad is a part of this. So he's got like twenty bottles. He breaks them all out. And this is the thing about it too. He breaks them all out. It's not like, it's not like, hey, do you want to try some? And he reaches up in the cabinet and brings down a particularly select bottle. He's like, got to lay them all out on the kitchen island. Of course, it's about just to, so I can see them. It's it's little boys showing action figures. It is. It I is. got the new one. But this is what I'm saying. Ron is king, bro. I appreciate this 100. percent And he's like, I know you haven't had a drink in a week because you've been sick. I know you're still sick, but I know you can't resist. And I'm like, brother, I absolutely cannot. <sighs> And not to mention that he the other day he sent me he sent me a hot Tony Soprano style pic of him in a hot tub and he was like sipping on some Jefferson Ocean and I was like I have no idea what Jefferson Ocean is, but then I learned what it was, and it turns out it's an eighty five dollar bottle of bourbon that's not that bad. So anyway, is it eighty five dollar? Does it taste like eighty five dollars or does it taste like forty two? I think it tastes like fifty five. That I will give it. Oh, I will say it's actually not that bad at all. Huh. It's pretty good. I don't think it's worth eighty five dollars. No, uh, but it's not bad. Perceived it, scarcity in the. It was the best collect, one, you know, middle aged market. So I had several of these, but the thing the thing about it <laughs> so is, I hadn't drank in a week, so I I got trashed. And as I told you off the mics, my dad has the special ice cubes. You know, the like the three spheres, inch yeah. diameter spheres that don't melt. So you're really just taking it to the dome. You're not getting anything watered down here well you could have had it you know with with some water no but you can't be you know you can't be a pussy in front of daddy you <laughs> you have to drink you yeah. have to drink it so i had a bunch of them and so I'm, now i'm trashed yeah a, sort of it's friday night mm. i put myself down but back to the car thing mm-hmm. we hatched this you know diabolical plan which is that at seven in the morning, we're going to get up and we're going to call around to mechanics and be like, who can fix this the fastest? Because my plan was to leave Saturday midday. Right. So we hatched this diabolical plan. I don't wake up till like 8.30. Well. By the time I get up, take a shower and get upstairs, the car's already missing from the garage. And as far as I can tell, Ron is not home. Yeah. Turns out Ron is home. He's just upstairs doing his Ron thing. Mm. And the car's gone. And I'm like, I text him. I'm like, Dad, where are you? Do you need me to pick you up? Like, I was going to go with you. Like, why didn't you wake me up? You know? Yeah. So Ron drove to the Firestone, dropped off the car, and then walked home. Now, this is 
not this is almost rural Ohio where he lives. This is not suburban no, even. Yes, it is. Oh, the new house. Yeah, he oh, lives sorry. in Willoughby now. That's not suburban. Far east side. This is no, it's not, it, dude. It is the the mm. the suburbs there are really different from the suburbs I grew up in because literally like. There's almost nothing. I know where that Firestone is. It's fine. It's there are dense suburban neighborhoods, but in between the neighborhoods, it's not like there's stuff. No. So Ron walked four miles at seven o'clock in the morning. He dropped off the car and then he walked four miles home. And this all happened before I even awoke from my slumber. Why didn't he take a car? Well, this is the thing we talked about this later. $3 Uber. He was, well, he was like... I'm not used to taking Ubers because out here there's not a lot of them around, which oh, is right, yeah. true because unless, unless somebody's like in downtown Willoughby or something getting like that, dropped yeah. off from the airport or I don't know, like coming home from a night of drinking, it's not like there's Ubers circling around. They can't really do that. Right. You could get that and wait 45 minutes for it mm-hmm. or you could just start hoofing it. Yeah, that's true. So he just walked all the way back and I'm like. Jesus. I'm like, Jesus, man. All right. Thank you. But like, what's the status of the car? And yeah. he's like, oh, the mechanic, he thinks he can fix it by like one o'clock and then we'll go and do the e-check and we'll be done with this. You know, however, two things are going on simultaneously. One is in our internet research, really in my internet research, mm. let's be honest. Yeah. Um, There's a thing called a drive cycle that your car performs on itself. So there's the diagnostic that the state government runs that you need to pass. But there's a diagnostic that your own car's computer runs first that if that is not completed, you can't even take the inspection. This is why we were failing before Mm. when we reset the codes. Because you can reset the codes and fool the state's system, but your own car's computer says, hey, we we don't have enough information to take the test. And your car says that to the state. Huh. This is all very weird, dystopian in yeah. a weird way. But so I know this and I'm like, okay, so even if they fix the car at one, to complete a drive cycle, the fastest amount of time we're going to be able to do this in is an hour if we're lucky. Because I looked up a YouTube video that was like, how do you cheat the drive cycle? Like, what do you need right. to do to convince your car's you computer? Just drive around in circles and shit? Well, there's certain actions you can perform because it goes through a checklist of systems. Hmm. It's eight or nine different systems that it needs to diagnose before it'll clear them. Mm-hmm. So you can normally, the way that that's typically done in the background without you noticing is you drive two or 300 miles. And by that time, you've done all the necessary actions to clear this menu. But that's driving to Columbus and back. Exactly. So we can't do that. Yeah. So if we know what actions it actually needs to do, you can perform these actions and cut this time down. Down. Yeah. But you need open road where you're not going to get pulled over or anything. Because, for example, one of the actions is you need to gun it up to 65 and then let off the gas and not use the brake and let it go all the way back down to zero. And you need to do this like three or four times. Jesus fuck. I don't even do that ever. Nobody does that ever, but in the course of normal oh, driving, yeah. that is not that exact thing is not going to happen. Yeah. But something uh, correlative to that oh, yeah. does happen okay. over mm-hmm. two or three hundred miles, right? Like, you know. Anyway, so I'm like, shit. We're not gonna get this back till one. We gotta like do the drive thing, and then I'm gonna leave. And the second thing going on, that's point number one. Point number two is that I can tell that Ron's just like, hey, my wife's not here. Like, I'm having fun with you. Do you want to hang out? Because the night before, we had a really nice time, you know? Yeah. We just, like, hung out and drank and talked. We didn't watch anything. Like, nothing was going on. It was very, like, 
it was very fun and very bonding. I had like a, a really wonderful time with him. Mm-hmm. So I know I can tell that that's going on in the background. And I'm also kind of feeling like mm, I'm having fun, too. And all my friends are fucking gay as hell about COVID. So why don't I just hang out here instead with someone who's not? Oh, yeah, I did Take you, that, New York. I did make you sit across the table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so that way I could go watch my show. Yeah, exactly. God. I know. Everybody's got stuff to do. I get it. I get it. I'm not. I'm, I'm joking. But so that's going on, too. And so I'm like, okay, the clock's ticking. The car gets fixed. It's much later in the afternoon than we thought. It's like closer to two or three. Oh, no. And then I'm like, I'm okay. an eight-hour drive at two o'clock. We got to do the drive cycle thing, which we do, and we're only partway through it but we happen to be near the self-check station. So I'm like, why don't we just go and take the test again and see what happens? Because you can fail as many times as you want. Oh, right, right, There's no yeah. penalty for this. So I'm like, we've checked off some of the list. Why don't we just go take it and see what happens? We take it. We pass. It's a miracle. Yay. All good. And then you got to go to the, the bureau. Oh, also, by the way, it's worth mentioning that the problem with my car was not even an emissions problem. It was a simple electrical problem, which I suspected all along. Oh. Because when there's no drivability issues with your car and you have a check engine light, it's probably just a fucking computer or electrical problem, which costs a shit ton of money and labor to fix because it takes right. a long time to find it. But it has <sighs> nothing to do with the operation of your vehicle. Oh. It's just a fucking But the guy found problem. it? Yes. The Firestone guy found it? Yeah, wow. he did. Damn. He was a very helpful young gentleman, actually. Um, hmm. That's the nice thing about the Midwest. They're nerds. They're, they're going to yeah, be like, I do my job. They're and dorky want, yeah. and they're yeah. like into it. And it's yeah. kind of nice to talk to them. So yeah. anyway. But it all gets solved. We, we magically pass the test. And then I'm like, okay, now it's like 4 o'clock. Because the other thing is, oh, too, because on one hand, I think Ron's trying to keep me there. And on the other hand, he's just like autistic for like working. Right. He's like, well, we got to clean the car. We got to go to the car wash. While we're here, why don't we like vacuum all the mats? And then we get home, and he's like, "Let me check all your fluid." And oh, then like, God. and you're like, "Okay, I'm trapped." Yeah, you were getting dad dad love via fucking around with the car. It, it, absolutely. Yeah. So we're having mm-hmm. car day, and we're fucking around with the car. And now it's like, you know, it's after four, and I'm yeah. like, "All right." He's like, "Well, you can take off. You can get back by midnight." And and I was like, you know, the whole point was like I was maybe going to hang out with my friends tonight. That's why I wanted to get back. Right. So I had a not work night to like see people from out of town and right. stuff. That shot. So what do I care? I'm like, fuck it. I'm just staying here. And then me and Ron, we go to Giant Eagle. We get a little grocery shopping for me done. He's like, you want steaks tonight? You want steaks on the grill? And I'm like, hell yeah, I want steaks on the fucking grill. (laughs) Baked potato. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we could do baked potatoes. And I'm like, you know, we got to get green onions. He's like, you don't need green onions. I'm like, come on. We're getting green onions. We're getting bacon. We're going deluxe. Who the fuck? Green onion. Nasty. The worst of the onion. On a baked potato, dude, you got. Oh, have a green. It. Oh, I'm thinking green pepper. So sorry. No, 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 no. I thought no, you were no. trying to do a fajita steak situation. No, I'm, like, what the I'm trying to do a you? classic baked potato: chet, sour cream, green onion, bake. Ew. You know what I'm saying? Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I do not know what you're saying. That sounds gross. It was super fucking good. The steaks were super fucking good. Grilled on the thing, you know. And then we had another night of we we drank some homemade fire wine. <sighs> this time from my estranged uncle. Oh. And uh, it was actually not that bad. Like, when we decanted it and let it sit out, my, th- this this particular uncle is actually pretty good at it. Oh. Okay. He does it on his own. He doesn't do it with the group, which is oh. saying something. He's, like, invested in it. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, he, like, this is, is not... He's, like, this... I'm not drinking that bullshit anymore. This is not a group activity. This is, like, oh, I'm actually, like... Chemistry? Yeah, yeah. I want to figure this out. Yeah, uh-huh. So he's not bad at it. It's higher alcohol than, like, wine should Jesus, be. Jesus, fuck. But it's that kind of thing where... You know, it's a young-ish bottle. If it aged a couple years, it would be even better. But if you decant it and let it sit for like an hour, which we did, 
It's, it's not on fire. It's actually pretty good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we For had the listener, if we haven't explained it, Ooh. this shit is one step away from moonshine. You have one Can bottle, be. one bottle, and you're shitting black liquid for three days. Yeah, you need Chipotle away. And also, you're waking up and going, "What happened?" Oh my god, I got to get to this part. So l- let me let me finish let me finish this real quick because long story short, you know, we just have wine. We yeah. of course the bourbon comes out once again. Yeah. I have to try another varietal of bourbon, and you know, wine and I, uh, wine and I, <laughs> Ron and I have another have another wonderful bonding night. You know, we're talking about his like future uh, plans because he just got married, and so they're going to do a wedding. They want to travel for their wedding. There's all sorts of wait. Do they, they do like a court thing? Uh, well, they're just engaged. I should say that yeah, they, like, they haven't yet gotten married. Yeah, I'm like, huh? but they have big plans for the wedding, which is interesting. They oh. they want to do destination. But only for the kids, oh, well. and and maybe parents, mm. and then uh, the party happens in Ohio. Oh, but the okay. ceremony might happen in Italy. Ooh. It might happen in Florida. Ooh. It might happen in the Carolinas. Ooh. So we're we're either it gets really good, ooh, real bad, yeah. and then even worse. We're either going Catholic for no reason because neither person is. So just not, we're, so you, we're what, you, just because Italy. We're either going blood and soil heritage or we're going MAGA, which. You know, tell me the difference. Either way, I'm excited for it. I don't care where it happens. I love it. I love a goddamn white trash beach beach house. I'll spend a week in the Outer Banks or in DeSantis country. You won't see a drag show there. That's true. God willing. (laughs) (sighs) Oh, so any so anyway, so that happens. But it was you know. All around, pretty pretty fun ass weekend. And then I just left on on Sunday morning and made it back for the opening I wanted to go to. And mm-hmm. things are good, you know. No more check engine lights after five hundred dollars. That's not that bad. It, not that you bad. Spent way more trying to get it gone. Well, here's the thing too. Here's the here's the thing too. Doing my my original plan was like fuck it. If I have to get it fixed, I'd rather just drive back to New York get it fixed here. However, it's going to cost three times as much. Well, yeah, probably. The labor cost is w- the entire cost of it. Yeah, because the fix itself costs ten bucks. Oh. It's it's like ten feet of wire that they had to replace. Oh, but it takes all day to identify the problem and then just do it. Yeah, trace it to the source and actually figure out how to replace it. Yeah, the cost of the parts and stuff is nothing. It's mm-hmm. all labor. Uh, which is why you need specialists for check engine lights, by the way. If you go to like a regular mechanic that does oil changes and shit, and you're like, hey, can you fix my check engine light? They'll be like, no. Hmm. They don't want to spend all that time on it. Yeah, they're trying to make money. They don't work on electrical systems. They work on mechanics, you know? Hmm. So typically you need a specialist for this, but apparently the autistic kid at Firestone was Should good enough. Lopez, they hand-built me an entire exhaust system. It would have cost yeah. $1,000 for this check engine light, but it would have been done. Um, it would take three days yeah. or a week. I don't know. So to close it out, because uh-huh. this relates to the bourbon, yeah. Ron told me about the only time in his life he's ever blacked out, and it was recently. Only? Yeah, because you know what? This is worth bearing bearing only. out. This is Damn. worth bearing out for a second because I, I, w- I'm old and it happens just I brown out. Well, this is the difference, right? Because when Ron told me the blackout story, I was like, "Well, wait a minute!" Like when people told you what had happened the next day. You weren't like, oh yeah, that I do kind of remember that because I think that happens to most people all the time. Mm. 
when when I even even the worst like drunkest I've ever been, if someone tells me this is what you happened, remember, I do yeah. remember it. Yeah. Like even that time I knocked my teeth out and you took me to Woodhull. Yeah. Like I actually mostly remember that in retrospect. Oh wow. Okay. I don't remember details about it, but I do remember falling down. I do remember the couple that found me. I do remember being in the car with you on the way there. Like a lot of it comes back to me. It's not oh. like it's lost. What Ron described was he was uh, having like a nightcap, an ill-advised like second nightcap, oh. while everybody else was like done drinking, mm-hmm. him and one friend. And he has a bourbon, um, I think it's called Smoke Shack or something like that. What the that. fuck are these names? Yeah. These are the names of your childhood schoolmates, but in liquor form. Yeah, they're, they're the professional wrestling names of my child, you know. Oh, God. If Mike Colosimo was in the WWE, his nickname might be Smoke Shack. Actually, his name would be P Shack, but I don't have time to unpack that. Keep going, keep going, keep going, <laughs> keep, going keep going. No. Um. Anyway, so it's called something like that. I can't remember what it's called. Uh-huh. Smoke something, liquid smoke, Smoke Shack. I, I'm just saying, like Smoke Shack is a that's a Shake Shack. That's thing. a Shake Shack burger. I, I can't remember. So it's something yeah. like that. But the the point is that it is a uh, moonshine level alcohol content. God. Okay. I forget what the proof is, but it's like. You can use it to strip paint. Almost illegal, you yeah, know, like okay. a, as close to illegal as it can be. Yeah. It's like not. It's not one fifty one. It's like one forty nine. So he's yeah. he's like sipping on this raw. He's raw dogging smoke shack. Title of ep. In the middle of in the middle of the night, and suddenly he wakes up, and it's seven thirty the next morning. And this never happens to Ron, and I believe oh. him. I believe him about this a hundred percent because I've I've seen him get drunk before. He's he can hold it. He's pretty good. He you know, he's like Francis Bacon. He'll drink hard as hell, and then he's up at six in the morning. He's making coffee. He's talking to you. He's telling you what happened the night before, and you're like, you know, sir, this is a Wendy's. You know what I mean? <laughs> and but he's oh, I've witnessed it. He's like plugging in a coffee maker on my oh yeah know, living room table. I'm like. What are you doing? He's already gone Stop. to the bodega. He's got a griddle that he brought in the car. He's making... He might have cracked a Coors Light at nine in the morning. Th- that is exactly right. So he's... I believe him when he says this is unusual. Right. So he doesn't remember fucking anything at all. Uh-huh. And he's like, it's just the next day. Yeah. And I have like a total blackout. Yeah. Last thing I remember, I'm talking to Nikki in the kitchen. Next thing I know, it's the next day. And he's uh-huh. like alarmed by this. And, you know, the actual blackout itself is pretty typical. He's like, Nikki described to me the next day. She said, oh, yeah, it was quite a scene. You were, like, getting really loud, and I had to actually take you to bed, which I never have to do. Couldn't get you up the stairs. You were falling into the walls. You know, he's rubber band man. He's, he's. Oh, me and Ron are the he's same. He's Will Lawson, <laughs> suddenly. You're like, I know someone who does that. But this is where we get to the conversation where I'm like, but wait a minute, though. When Nikki's telling you. You were falling down and you were having you were talking to my aunt too loud or whatever. Like, you don't remember any of that? And he's like, actually, no. Yeah. That's what's scary. That's what a blackout is. And I was like, I don't think I've ever actually had that before. Mm. I think if someone tells me about something, I definitely have a vague enough You've memory. Had some of, where you're like, I did what? I'm like, do you remember throwing things? And you're like, nope. I'm like, mm, you did. Mm. Yeah. Some of that might just be lies to cover bad behavior, too. I'll oh. be honest. I, I, I can't I, think of a the specific instance that I know you're thinking of, but uh, probably. Yeah, no. 
I never lied to cover up. I'm like, I really have no idea what you're talking about. I don't know. We do have evidence that you broke my truck and then lied about it on the podcast. But anyway, it's not evidence because I don't think I did. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, so yeah, that's 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 Ron's blackout story. It's pretty anticlimactic at the so, end yeah. of the day. It's a pretty like standard blackout. But I, I'm just concerned that that happened to my dad at such an advanced age. Well, I'm like, you know, he he. I'm worried about aging parents. Mm-hmm. And your parents are a little older than mine, so maybe yeah. you have experience with this too. But I'm sort of like, he's right on the line of like he's totally fine and like youthful. But I'm like, man, you fall down once when you're drunk, you break a hip. Like four years from now, this is going to be a serious problem. Well, so yeah. you blacking out at like 62 years old for the first time right. in your life is not exactly a good sign because now you're going to have money and no job. I'm like. Ooh, this yeah. is like teenager behavior. Yeah. We might need to dial it back. My parents are too sleepy for that. They're like, eh, no, we try to go to bed by like seven. I'm like, yeah. what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And his first impulse is like, oh, you have COVID? Why don't we have five bourbons? Hi, let me you know try to I'm kill saying? you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So. Well. Oh, that's very sweet, though. He's like, we're going to do car stuff all day for reasons. And you're like, I'm staying fine. We're This is what's happening. No, but I, I have to be honest. It was really great. Like, you know, we had a we had an interesting um, conversation because when we were talking about the wedding stuff, for example, mm-hmm. um, he's a little awkward about it because he's like, I've never he actually came out and said this this time. This has always been an undercurrent of our conversations. But he was like, I've never asked you how you feel about this. Oh, which is like uniquely vulnerable for a boomer. Well, yeah, it's they, like almost therapy they language. Get fucking hammered to have feelings, duh. Oh, by the way, this was at like eleven thirty in the morning over our second Bloody Mary to stave off the hangover while we were waiting for the car to be fixed. Oh, this was daytime. Yeah, and actually, I had the best corned beef hash I've ever had at a bar in Willoughby. It was very good. What's the name of the bar? Uh, Chagrin River Tavern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great, actually. It's fine. Um, but you know, so over our second Bloody Mary, that's the other thing we went and uh, drank and drive through the e check. <sighs> okay. Which th- that'll get you in trouble with a girlfriend. Let me tell you. Um, a bloody's not really drinking though. Eh, two. Two is just gross as a taste level. That's true. That's we were gonna ha- we were gonna have three, but oh. we both thought it better of it. What the f- just start drinking vodka sodas at that point. What the fuck? I know. That's true. Um, yeah, by the way, the, the clientele in that bar at 11.30 in the morning, they were drinking vodka sodas, and there was uh, there was a lot of alcoholics in there. Was, How many gays were at this? Uh, Out of the closet one? Zero. Well, how many of them were drinking vodka sodas? Mm. There you go. Well, I don't know. It's hard to tell a buff bro from a gay guy in Ohio. Do you know what I mean? Same thing. They're like... I just went to the gym. I sucked a guy off, and now I got to get the taste out mm, with the vodka soda. Yeah, or yeah. you know. Well, anyway, uh, we'll ask back what to that the tender means. conversation yeah. Yeah, okay, I was yeah, yeah. having with my dad. I got to so, keep it light for the listeners, of course. So he's like, you know, I've never asked you how you feel about me like getting second married, mm-hmm. and I'm like, Dad, I, don't, I care. don't give a shit at all. It's been like a decade, you know. Of course, like a parent's divorce is always rough, and it was rough at first, but like. The best thing about this is that we get to be adults. When a lot of people go home to their families, they revert. Mm. I've seen this firsthand many times. Mm. I do not have to do that. You are king bro. And I'm little bro. And we get to drink (laughs) Bloody Marys in the middle of the day and then like drink and drive and fix the car. This fucking rules. Mm. Like, what are you even talking about? I can't believe you're anxious about this. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't say it that way, but it's but it, that's the message that's being delivered. Is like, dude, just relax. We get to be friends. This rules. This is the mm. best. You're still my dad, and I love you with like the infinity that family has. Mm. Um, but we don't have to bullshit with each other. This is the best, and I'm happy for you. This rules. Mm. You know, that's very and that kind of set yeah. the, that kind of set the tone for the whole thing. I think it was a relief for him to like right. hear that from his son, and it was you know. It may it meant we were having a good time the whole time because I, yeah. I was kind of in a mature position to be like, Dad, relax. You're acting like a fucking pussy right now. Stop. <sighs> you know? Wow. Okay. And that's how it should work. That's fine. You know, old men get like all weepy and vulnerable and you got to be like, hey, 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 yeah, chill the fuck out, dude. I just threaten my dad with a knife while I'm chopping when he's critiquing my knife skills. I say, get the fuck out of my goddamn kitchen. Well, you want to eat or not? Sit down and shut up. There's a there's a lot of memories of lottery tickets and the front yeah. cab of a truck. Yeah, <laughs> built up in. Oh that yeah, one. I go. You, wanna, <laughs> you really want to go now? This is when you want a parent pitch. Mm-hmm. And I say no. Shut the fuck up. So it's a little different. Oh yeah, of course. I don't need therapy. <laughs> um. I don't know. Uh, just anger management. It's different. I was going to say you need Ozempec, but that joke is old now. It's me that needs it, not you. Yeah, you got the COVID. You've got the discipline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. I'm just sitting here. I you know four what? days off and was like, I just have to run for Jeez. two and a half miles because I just need to. Yeah, the know. fact that you need it just to like feel like a normal person now. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I'm going to get a run in. And I'm like, hmm. All right, I got another 45 minutes to kill. Let me crack open the dark chocolate and almond butter pretzel nuggets. <laughs> oh, how the tables have turned. Uh-huh. I'm going to watch South Park and eat sweets. Yeah. God, am I on my period? What the fuck? Yeah, and I'm like, I, I think I hit my calories for the day. I have to go run, too, to get in a deficit again. It's time to cut. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are you gonna are you gonna be able to get to that, like, that coveted last 5% of the workout journey where you get abs? That's the hardest part, you know? They're there. It's just really? a little... It's still... I carry the weight in the right band Oof. right over the... And it pisses me off. I'm like, it's five pounds. I know it's five pounds. But I I love eating too much. You might want to claim pre-diabetic and just get some supplements to I help. I thought about man. getting a cool sculpt. Oh, don't do that. You'll look like Julia Fox. It's a tragedy. No, just here. Don't do that. That's what... She, that, she did that post-preg and it oh. doesn't look better. That's fine. I'll figure it out. It's okay to carry a little bit of chunk. I'm worried you're it's turning into chunk. one of these one of these people that's like uh workout anorexic. Oh, no, no, no. I love eating too much. I had Taco Bell last night. Are you fucking kidding oh, me? Okay, fair enough. Um no, it's it's just hard to like maintain a certain intake for your like mass and also not be like, well, what about a treat too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cuz I love a treat. Can pry them out of my cold dead hands. Yeah. So that's fine. the next. But that's what I'm saying. That's the next stage of your journey. You've 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 conquered the mountain. You know, you're a, you're a hundred meters from the top of Everest. All you need to do is forego the treats, and you get yeah, the I abs. Think, I don't think we're gonna do that. That's fine. Wow. Yeah. It's all about scale too. I knew you never had it in you. If you get if you get titties and lats, it just looks like you have abs. Hmm. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. That's a very healthy attitude. I like that you have a healthy attitude towards it. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Journeys. <laughs> I don't know. 
I don't know. Wrap it up. Figure out a way to wrap it up. Uh, well, that's it. All right, great. Episode wrapped. Bye.